Welcome to episode number 121, Impact. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, Gabe, and special guest, Joel Barakol. Thank you for joining us, Impact. In this episode, we have special guest, as mentioned, Joel Barakol. The crew discusses influence and impact on others. We talk about hurricane relief, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, entrepreneurship, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Anita Roddick and Jane Fonda. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. With that being said, we're kicking things off with a definition from dictionary.com, and we define the word impact. They define it as to have an effect on, influence, or alter. All right, let's jump right into it. So, uh, as mentioned, Joel Barakol is here with us today. Thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, if you could really quick uh, let us know who you are and what you do. Uh, thanks for having me, Jim. Um, so, by profession, I'm an insurance broker, um, but my passion is working with, as you said, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, which is our is my nonprofit. Um, our initiative that we started in D.C., and we're really trying to get the ground rolling. So I'd like to, you know, just discuss some stuff we have going on, some goals we have, you know. Um, that's pretty much me, man. Nice, nice. <laughs> and I know, uh, you know, you have a beautiful daughter, and you're recently married. Thank you. Yeah, yep, yep. Two weeks in, man. She hasn't killed me yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. so nice. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank very you. cool, very cool. Um, all right. Actually, I know we wanted to, you know, uh, jump into this Forbes.com article, but before we do, I kind of, I kind of wanted to switch it up a little bit. And um, can, can, a, a, does anyone we want to go around or anyone want to, you know, define impact? Uh, you know, we, we know Dictionary.com defines it as to have an effect on influence, um, but th- does anyone have like a, a definition for themselves? Uh, what impact means? Uh, I kind of look at it in terms of how I do every, you know, what motivates me. I kind of, I look at it as like value. Yes. Um, everything I do, you see what I do on social media, yeah. what I do in the community. I look at, I, I'm bringing value, standing out, whether it's as an insurance professional, as an activist and a nonprofit. It's all about bringing value to the table. Definitely. And being a positive influence on my community. Absolutely. That, that, that's kind of how I look mm-hmm. at it. That's my yeah. goal, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. You know? Yeah, that, I think that's that's the huge value we always talk about all the time is having a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times, you know, there's there's you know, people have different agendas, and some of them are not good, right? Absolutely. And they have a negative impact on the you know the community uh, where you know the overall goal for us for this podcast, um, you know, as you mentioned, you as a, you know being an activist. Uh, having a positive impact with, with all the stuff that we're doing from rotated views uh, to motivation files to the you know the blessed lifestyle brand all that has you know that positive impact to change and influence you know the people around us in our community so very cool all right so as you know uh, we wanted to kick things off with a article from Forbes and I just it's really quick we don't have to get crazy in depth with it Forbes always has excellent articles uh, but this one I picked up is uh, titled Nine Core Behaviors of People Who Positively Impact the World. 
Um, if I could find the DVD, uh, I will try to read it off to you all. But every time I hear Impact, there's this DVD. It's like a, the influencers of our time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the most awesome DVDs ever. It's packed with like you know Billy Graham, Mother Teresa, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, all these mm. you know you know wildly impactful people of sure. our time, or you know within the like I think it was like within the last hundred years or something. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Um, all right, so cool. So let's jump right into it. So I guess the first one is they commit to continually bettering themselves. Uh, people who impact the world for the better know that they are not perfect. They understand that their knowledge isn't complete. There are always gaps, biases, limitations, and prejudices, and new places to go with their expertise. Um, I know last week we talked about uh, you know, you going to, and all of us going to, um, you know, events mm-hmm. where we're getting knowledge, you know, fresh off the press kind of thing. Mm. I know you go to, you know, different events where it's, you're learning from the leaders of that industry, mm-hmm. staying on the cutting edge, you know, of, in Gabe's case would be, you know, cutting edge technology. Sure. Uh, but for us, it's the information mm-hmm. um, realm. So, you know, what do you think about that? Commit to continually bettering themselves. I mean, me personally, in terms of insurance, I take the first 15 minutes out of my day and read an article hmm. on something insurance related, on a, a product that's new, what's what's going on in the industry, a uh, type of policy I didn't know about, something different every day. Take 15 minutes to start my day, yeah. learn something new. Nice. Every day. Nice. You know? I like it. Um, absolutely. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. The second thing, they engage with people in open, mutually beneficial ways. I mean, I think you can spring right on right on into that. Um, can you actually talk about your practice a little bit? Um, you know what you know what it consists of, kind of what the layout is. How many of you all are in the office? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's uh, our office is called the Ratcliffe Insurance Group. It's actually three of us: um, Dave and Scott, who are the owners, and then they brought me on board six months ago from uh, State Farm. So we're an independent broker. Right. You know, we carry over fifteen different companies. Uh, we do commercial personal lines, health, life, everything. Pretty much, if you come through my door, we could find something for you. Sure. And that's something I pride myself and we pride ourselves in is, unlike other companies where um, sometimes you can't write a certain policy or anything like that, we pride ourselves in always being able to have, a, have um, baby, basically being able to place you somewhere. You, we're never going to have to turn you away, basically, sure. is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, so that kind of goes back to the value thing. Um, that's something we always take our pride. If you come through the door, we're gonna we're right in you. Absolutely, that's how we look at it. Absolutely, and I'm sure being around those guys, you're learning something new every absolutely, day. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that's uh, you know who, who you surround yourself around with. You know, we we're talking about that mm-hmm. last week as well, um, and engaging with these people. You know, who have the same you know heart where where they want to go and and you know and head in business. Um, number three, they invest time and energy not in what is but what can be. That's pretty straightforward. They embrace critique. That's number four. Number five, they spread what they know. So this is one that I like to you know stop and pause on. Um, spreading what they know is perfectly what we do here sure. um, in in you know the Rotated Views podcast. Obviously, uh, some of the little products that I've been coming out with um, is is kind of spreading the knowledge that I have. That's how this whole thing with me started off in 2006. For those of you who don't know, I was introduced to the personal development industry and from there, my mind just sprocketed off to just complete fascination. I have a little mini library 
that's double layered with books and <laughs> which I took and sold half of my library just to, you know, trying to practice minimalism is really tough for me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it, it was one of those things. It was, I wanted to share. So back in 2015, in the anniversary, it was, I was coming up on nine years in this industry trying to like figure things out and, you know, I had blogs and all this other stuff. That's when, you know, I did the Motivation Files, you know, the part initial one. Part. Yep. Yeah, the initial one. Uh, but sharing that, whether it was a good product or not a good product, sure. it was my attempt mm -hmm. in sharing, you know, what I do. And I never stopped, you know, from there. Obviously, it started beyond. Um, and I know for you, Joel, you post a lot on social media. A, a lot of the stuff is like these little business groups. And you post quotes. You recommend books. You ask questions. Um, is that Does that go along with this spread what you know? Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to, you know, I have this knowledge and like I said, I want to be a source of, of value to my clients, but also to the community. Um, so, and social media is such a powerful tool. It's, yeah, it's, it's a free resource. Yeah. So you take advantage of it. Absolutely. Um, it's just, you know, it's something I, I always, I, I try to make sure I'm posting daily, just Stay in, in, in everybody's, you know, basically stay in your face yeah. with, with knowledge. And, and I hope that I'm providing value and yes. not, you know, annoying people or anything like right. that. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, th I think you're right. You said something huge there. It's being an actual resource, providing that value. That's way different, exactly what you're saying, than just, you know, blasting and, and spamming, um, mm -hmm. you know, sure. people's timelines or whatever. With exactly. Just yeah. Garbage, really. I mean, there's people just really, uh, I mean, one thing's putting your business out there. One thing's negatively putting your business out there in like yeah. a bad way. Um, and then the next, you know, day you're putting, you know, it's just this roller coaster of post that there's, zero, number one, there's no consistency, mm -hmm. right? Number two, it's, that's your brand. And yeah. that's what you're telling people. That's what your brand is. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, you know, not to say we don't go through things. Everyone goes through things. It's just a matter of, you know, how we handle them. Right. Um, but anyway, it, it's, it's, you know, it's very, you know, you're, you're right. Social media is a huge and, you know, powerful tool. Um, all right, moving on. The next ones, they uplift others as they ascend. Um, pretty straightforward. Uh, the other one is they view the journey as a goal. And then the last one I believe is they use their power and influence well. Um, I, I like the I like to combine these two. They view their journey as a goal. They use their power and influence well. Um, that kind of goes along with you know your your you know, and we'll get more into it. But you being um, an activist, um, as you stated, is is what happens. But now that it's you know we're in election, you know this election uh, season, and you know going through the political realm of this wildness that we're living in. Mm -hmm. And, and just trying to digest it and be proactive in making a difference, um, you, you start to wonder, I don't know if you guys do this, but I always think, well, if I was in office or if I had this role, I would do X, Y, and Z, or I would try to do X, Y, and Z. And that comes down to intentions. And what are your intentions now are just going to basically be magnified if you ever do get power and influence, sure. right? We always talk about the person who wins the lottery or gets a lot more money, right? 
are just going to be a magnified version of themselves now. People right. always say, oh, and I get so X, Y, and Z money. I'm going to share with this person, this person, this person. Well, what are you doing now? Even if it's not a lot, it doesn't have to be money, but are you sharing things with, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, people right. think they're, like the way they think and operate is going to completely change. It's not. You're the same person, especially if you want it by lottery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, you ain't ready for that. No, you're definitely not ready for that. Uh, well, it's, it goes to... Um, I heard a say, you know, a lot of people say when they look at, um, when you, you know, like in history class or something, and you say, oh, this guy did this or this guy did that, and you, you, you know, in your head you say, oh, if I was, if I was alive back then, this is what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. true. Not true. What you're doing now is what you would have did. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's kind of how, it's kind of the same exactly. thing what you were saying, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 if you're not taking it, because listen, every era doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not talking about severity, but there's issues that are going on in the world, in your community, in your little realm that you can act on to make for the better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to retrospect and say you were going to do, you would have done X, Y, and Z yeah. is just asinine. I mean, Absolutely. there's no way. Um, so what do you do? Because there's a lot of issues that are going on now, and I'm not comparing any of the issues to each other because they all have different weights to them. But if you know, if you're that type of person to say, "Oh, I'm going to," or "I would have done this, this, or this," okay, so do what you just said in a different aspect because mm-hmm. ev- there's somebody or some situation that needs help, yeah, and they need someone to stand for them and speak for them and have the voice and have the mouthpiece, sure. you know, and and a lot of us, especially in America. Um, we have that, just as you said, it, we have a free, uh, we have a free, uh, form of media, forms of media to actually take these stands. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we're not abusing them, mm-hmm. um, in a sense where, yeah, we're putting out our garbage yeah. instead we're using them to either, you know, uh, Put out a positive business or put out a positive word or share family photos, all positive things, sure. right? That's how you're going to be making your difference. Maybe your mouthpiece wouldn't be, yeah, marching with, you know, uh, you know, on a strike or something like that, you know, back in the day, but maybe it is virtually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A- sure. In a virtual manner. And, and I know that sound that might sound really bizarre, but there's ha- there have been um, surveys. W- what's that website where you, uh, you can sign you can sign petitions or I think it is petition dot org or something like that. Is it a We Are Change or something? Like yeah, that? there's yeah. there's a couple yeah, a of them yeah. where legitimate you was know change that org change change that org yeah like legitimate you know things have come from that okay. and that's from you taking a stand and so, even if those like those usually petition sites don't really go anywhere. At least it's bringing awareness to like what the issue is. If anything. Sure. I think that really is the main goal for them. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously awareness is uh, key. With a lot yeah, of you that can stuff. have a whole bunch of dummy accounts signing petitions, but I mean, <laughs> but at least people are, are acknowledging it now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all right, cool. So let's switch gears back uh, to our guest, Joel Barracle. Um, you know, in a little bit more detail, can you talk a little bit about your day job um, and, and who you're looking to serve truly? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I take a lot of pride in serving the, you know, the Latino community. Um, I, I feel they're one of the the biggest, you know, um, demographics in the population that's just vastly underserved. Yeah. And, and I, I see it on a day-to-day basis. Um, 
you know, and you know, I don't look, I don't look, I'm not the most Hispanic looking guy in the world. So <laughs> when they come in, you know, not really speaking very good English, they come in nervous. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. think they might get taken advantage of, and then I come in speaking Spanish, and suddenly you see, you see yeah. it on their face, the like, oh, <laughs> man, I'm good, I'm here for life. Yeah, yeah. Referring all my cousins now, they're all yeah. coming here. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you don't realize how much these people were taken advantage of by sure. other insurance agents, oh, by yeah. other financial professionals. Um, so I take pride in and and. It's a bad thing, but it's, it's it's a reality. Is that a lot of the Latinos, especially ones who come from other um, from other countries, like who immigrated to the country, aren't very financially literate. Sure. So I do take pride in in um, taking well, not just taking care of their insurance, but educating them. Sure. Sure. Um, and that goes back to the to the Facebook groups too. Is that uh, especially the business one? I like to be a resource of uh, uh, provide value. They need a, a roofer. I have one. Yeah. A, a Spanish speaking roofer. I have it. They need a plumber. Yeah. They need a painter. They need they need you know whatever they have. I'm, I I like to be that resource so they know they could come to me, and I can help them out with whatever they need. Yeah. You know, and that's something I always take pride in. And I get a lot of satisfaction from doing that. You nice. Know? Yeah. yeah. So, that's yeah. awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so what is one thing you want people to know or understand about the insurance business? Uh, that's a good question. Basically, that rates are going to keep going up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a question I get two, three times a day. Yeah. Uh, all the companies, it's just, it's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately, sure. with, with, with these cars are basically moving computers nowadays. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know, you hit a you hit, you hit a little fender bender that maybe t- fifteen years ago cost a thousand dollars. Today cost three thousand dollars because yeah. now that that bumper that before was just a bumper. Now there's wires and, and uh, cameras and everything. Yeah. And with people in this day and age, with people texting and distractions, and sure. now you have these expensive cars. It's just unfortunately insurance is going up and it's going to yeah. continue to go up. Yeah. Know? So, the, so you're telling people to go make more money. Yeah, basically. <laughs> come to me. Come to me. Because yeah. If your rates go up, I have I have a company for nice. you. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. Know? Give them options. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect. Yeah. All right. So what what do you think the, the biggest misconception is? Uh, I think that I think the biggest misconception with us is that you know we're just almost like used car salesmen. Yeah. Like an insurance. Yeah. I, I I almost I get offended by that. We're yeah. I take pride in um. You know, when I go to sleep at night, I, I feel I, I could rest my head easy because I did a good job. Yeah. You know, I'm looking to educate my customers, hopefully save them a little bit of money, get them some better coverage, and, you know, the money on top, that's gravy for me, but that's not why I do what I do. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, and, right. and a lot of people have that we're these snakes trying to cheat people. When it's just it's just not, at least in my case, I can't speak for everybody. Sure. But in my case, you know, I, I kind of take offense to that whole used car salesman mentality. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... For me, that's that. Would, I would say that's the biggest misconception with insurance agents. So uh, let me ask you: Can you explain something uh, mm-hmm. w- which I, I obviously don't understand, but I'm I'm trying to you know mm-hmm. get a better understanding of when does when does one need flood insurance? Because <laughs> this always confuses me. No, because I have um, uh, my brother-in-law, his in-laws, um, they have flood insurance, right? And I don't. I have no idea what their policy was or is. But then it got. They thought they're doing the right thing. They got flooded. It's a highly. They're like right by a creek or something. Okay. Um. And I don't know if there's like a footage or something you can explain that. But they're saying like it doesn't cover X, Y, and Z, and they're like freaking out. But I'm in my mind. I'm thinking. I think it's because it's what your, you know, which you know policy you picked. I think yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. Um. But at what point and what's the minimum or you know when someone's like, all right. 
you know, I got flood insurance. So the reason why I'm asking is obviously that's one of them. I remember when we were house shopping, uh, that was, you know, the, our realtor kept telling, all right, think about it. You also got to think you might need house insurance. I'm not sure. I mean, house insurance, uh, flood insurance for this property because it's X, Y, and Z. Now that was years ago and I don't remember, yeah. you know, what the footage was, but can you, ex- you know, sure. briefly explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, so first of all, flood insurance, all flood insurance is done by the government. I could sell it to you, but it's not a product. It's not one of my companies. It's done through the, the government. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, it's not through private insurance or anything like that. The major- anybody can purchase flood insurance at any time. Um, now, how it works is that either your mortgage company, if you per- decide to purchase a house in a flood zone, um, then your mortgage company can require it. If you're in an X, that means you're not in a flood zone. Majority of houses are not in flood zones. So you can purchase um, flood insurance at a very reasonable rate that's not going to kill you. Okay. When you're in an AE zone, that's considered a flood zone, which means your mortgage company is going to require you to purchase um now when you have to purchase in an ae that's where you get expensive flood insurance and that's kind of where people are like oh man where in a lot of cases this the the flood insurance costs more than the the home insurance policy that they got okay so yeah that's kind of a um but usually um usually your mortgage company would let you know my advice if they don't require it you know don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Save yourself the money, <laughs> especially in this neck of the woods, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So switching gears, as I mentioned, uh, can you explain to everyone what is the NPRCC? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce. It's a nonprofit organization started in D.C. by, by my cousin um, Justin. Um, it's basically an organization um, designed to encourage entrepreneurship on the island and on the mainland. Um, basically, it boils down to we're trying to keep Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Give them a reason to stay there. Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest takeaways I had when I was just there in June is that lack of hope, that pessimism, that man, there's no, there's no, there's no future here. Yeah. And I don't blame any of them for wanting to sure. leave. They're looking for a better opportunity, but. What we're trying to do, and like I, and like I said earlier, we're starting an initiative here in the PA, Jersey uh, area. Uh, we want to give them a reason to stay on the island. And if they yeah. do come here, we want to put them in the best position to succeed here. Gotcha. And that's kind of what we're doing. We have tons of things going on. That could be a whole other show of all the stuff we got going yeah, sure. on. <laughs> sure. Um, it's interesting because uh, there's, I don't know if you guys know of them or if you, know, you guys watch uh, anything with you know the finances and uh, stay in that realm, but there's a guy by the name of Peter Schiff. Um, anyway, so he, he's he has his own um, many companies, many companies. But I remember it was wild as it could be. Summer of last year, um, I was actually driving home, and he was on. I forget what podcast it was uh, that we were listening to, or that I was listening to, and Peter Schiff was on there. Huh. So Peter Schiff was talking about. Um, he took all his companies to Puerto Rico, hmm. and actually, his he lives in Puerto Rico. I don't know if I don't after the hurricane and after all this other stuff. I have no idea what happened after that. But this was literally two months before everything happened and the uh, uh, that the hurricane hit. He was explaining all the benefits of why one would go to Puerto Rico and conduct their businesses there. Hmm. And I'm telling you, I get the chills now. This guy had me convinced. I still am convinced. Mm. But it was just wild to think. He's not Puerto Rican. This guy is um I think he I think his background is um an Irishman and and he loves 
Puerto Rico. His whole staff resides there. He <laughs> wow. brings them over. Like he awesome. and he explained all the tax. There's all these crazy tax benefits and all. Well, this I can stuff. speak on that. Um, it's, he's he's what he's referring to is called Act Twenty and Twenty Two. So um, to to help um, start businesses, the government created these taxes. So. Base, but the the loophole is that you cannot be originally born in Puerto Rico. Okay. You have to be. This has to be. It has to be the first time you're living in Puerto Rico, gotcha. and you're almost completely tax exempt. So, wow. so for the first time people coming over, you know, it's a gold mine. Yeah. My only knock with it is natural born Puerto Ricans can't benefit from it. Wow. Gotcha. And the only way they benefit is somebody else coming, like 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 this gentleman did, and you know hiring. Yeah. Uh, Puerto Rican natives. So that's how they benefit from it. Gotcha. But um, that'd be my only knock against it. But otherwise, uh, it's it's being it's pretty it's been pretty successful in, in drawing new business, creating new jobs. Um, so hopefully they could keep it going and, and maybe get that economy rolling again, and start growing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and and you're right. And I think it, it depends on you know the type of business it is. But I don't see why you wouldn't hire you know native. They're already there. They're already you know. Uh, highly familiar. educated exactly motivated right um, um there's a hunger um there of wanting to succeed and i don't know i honestly like w- from what he was saying and uh, to be honest i don't know who he hires and don't mm-hmm. doesn't hire. um but but I, I do see your point and and you know the opportunities there um but definitely something worth looking you know further into for anyone you know looking into so it's act 20 and act 22 act 20 and act 22 yeah awesome um, all right, so please discuss, uh, you know, your work uh, with the um, NPRCC as the, you know, Southeastern PA president. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, like I said, this is something we're really just trying to get off the ground right now. At this point yeah. in um, in this part of the country, our initiative right now is really I'm trying to find the contacts. I'm trying to find the support. Um, to really get something going, looking for, looking to coordinate with other nonprofits, other people who are looking to see um, Puerto Rico do well. Um, so that's really what we're doing at the moment. Um, but in DC, they Justin has a lot of other stuff going on. Basically, where before you remember, you you were a big part of it um, on our relief efforts last year. They yeah. they kind of shifted away from that at this point. Um, where last year we were, you know, people were just trying to survive. Yeah. And now this year we've shifted it more to basically restarting. To okay, that you know Jimmy Lee had the had the had the the corner store. Now we're we're worried about getting that back up and running. Gotcha. Giving getting him the funding that he needs, the grants, uh, repairing the shop, and, and really getting the ball rolling and getting these people back to work. Getting um, these companies, you know, getting the tax base back. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the main the gist of what we got going on here. But like I said, uh, we have so many things; it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know you you mentioned it, and you know um, I was a small part of it. But but can you talk about the uh, the hurricane relief efforts and what your role uh, with that? Yeah. Actually, can you speak about what hurricane we're referring to? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're referring about referring to uh, Hurricane Maria. Uh, that that passed in, um, I guess it was October, October yeah. of last mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, so it all started where, at, you know, the days after you started hearing the horror stories and, and, I, and you know, I didn't think it would ever turn into what it did. And uh, I was talking to my wife and I'm like, I told her, you know, I was on my way to work and I said, babe, look up, um, look up some, not some, some fundraisers or somewhere we could, if, if I did like a, like a beef and beer or something, yeah. we could donate. So, 
you know, I put it out on Facebook. Again, it, the, it shows the power of Facebook. And I said, hey, look, I want to I do something. I don't know what. I want to do something. Yeah. Uh, who would be interested in helping? And the support was crazy. And so then, crazy. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Got, dude, I literally just got chills. Yeah, and it, it got ridiculous. So then my cousin Hermie, uh, he, he gave me a call and he said, hey, we, had this, we have this food festival going on. Um, you know, I heard you want to do something. So why? Let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's combine our efforts. Yeah. And we went from there, and I, I went on board, got all my support. Um, then we had the event, and you know we were hoping, and in the meetings and stuff, we were hoping for, I don't know, to raise three thousand bucks, maybe get two hundred people there. Yeah, turned out over six hundred people showed up, and hmm. we raised that night alone. We raised fourteen thousand dollars. Wow, so crazy! It's crazy. And then um, with the work with the the corporate sponsors for the the Chamber of Commerce, though that that amount was matched, it was yeah. doubled. Awesome. You know, twenty eight thousand dollars right there. Um, and then we did other things. Um, we did the we did the softball that you guys organized, you and your brothers. Yeah. Um, we had a couple other uh, table events and stuff. All in all, that got us another I don't know six thousand dollars or yeah. so. All in all, Bristol raised twenty grand, and then every penny was matched. So. Sure. Forty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. That is so. When crazy. I think about it, it, it's still like you know, it gives me like you said, it gives me chills. Dude, I just they just keep coming over here. Oh, man. Uh, and, and to this day, I'm still getting I'm still getting checks here and there. You know, wow. oh, you guys still doing stuff for? I'm sorry, absolutely, absolutely. So, wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. Made a lot of lifelong friends. Um, people who I knew, like you guys, you yeah. know, I knew you guys, you know, all my life, yeah. but you know, it, I felt like everybody came together, like yeah. I've never seen before. It was amazing, right. absolutely yeah. amazing. So, if someone wanted to continue to help out or, or, or donate to those efforts, wh- where would they go? Um, they could just they could reach out to me. I can, uh, you know, if you, if you if you wanted to write a check or something, um, I could instruct you on where to, you could just make it out to the chamber. Uh, to you know the, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, um, and just get in contact with me, and I can let you know where to where to drop it off, or you know. Perfect. Um, was there anything? Um, I know there's a lot of topics we're trying to hit here tonight, but mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, you know, w- with with the with the chamber before we move on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one thing, when you uh, going back to your previous question about what we're trying to, uh, what we have going on, something yeah. that I personally, an idea that that came to me, was in those days leading, um, those initial days after the hurricane, it was almost impossible to get stuff to Puerto Rico. Well, not impossible to get it to Puerto Rico, but to get it to the people that it needed. So yeah, I, yeah. you guys, all, you all yeah. saw the news. Yeah. You saw how you know the big containers were stuck there in San Juan. Yeah, not getting anywhere. So what we started doing was we just started using the post office. We we got the little the FedEx flat or the the the, the post office flat rate boxes and, and I was just shipping them to individual people, real grassroots, real right. grassroots, and, and it was effective. It, sure. it wasn't the we we weren't sending a large quantity of things, sure. but it was effective. It was getting to the to where it needed to go. Right. So the idea that I came up with, or that I'm trying to put together, is, is to kind of create an infrastructure. Of nonprofit organizations here on the mainland and on the island, and kind of have a network ready to go. So in the event something like this happens, we could kind of hit that grassroots, um, you know, the, the same type of donations, but yeah. have the system in place uh, and have those nonprofits all over the island ready to go. Okay, boom! I know where to send. If I want to send something to Lattes, I'm sending it to Jimmy Lee. If yeah. I want to send it to San Juan, okay, I know I got Miguel. I'm sending it right to him. You know, yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. something I'm really trying to work on having that infrastructure ready to go, 
God forbid it doesn't happen again, but right, right, if right. it does, I want to be ready to hit the ground running, you know? Wow, that's, that's awesome. Sweet. Hey, and you know what? It's one of those things where obviously clearly, you know, the island was blindsided by it. Um you, you know you're in that territory, but you don't know, you know, the, the level of, you know, severity one thing can hit. Mother nature is mother nature. And, you know, the devastation that, it, you know, is created is like physically scarred. But what do you do with those scars? It's like it's like one of those things. How, how can we grow seeking the positivity out of this? If there could be anything, what can we do? And it's this level of, you know, preventative thinking for the next time uh, this happens that it's like. You know, and and it's it's no wonder this is coming from an insurance guy <laughs> um, who's thinking ahead yeah. um, in that sense, which is kind of funny. Uh, but that's just genius. I mean, but reality is the possibility is there, right? Um, it's climate change and everything. Yeah, like, you yeah. don't know. It's yeah. Mother Nature, right? Um, it's just crazy. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. And, and again, as always, let us know if there's any way we can help or Thank anything you. that we can do. Um, always here. All right, so switching, um, you know, switching gears up one more time. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about entrepreneurship and what projects you're currently involved in or looking to get involved in? Um, yeah, you know, with entrepreneurship, uh, insurance is probably basically when uh, I used to work at FedEx. Basically, so right, um, I was looking for industries where you could kind of be your own boss. You could kind of uh, have that and insurance. I always went back to insurance because. Um, Insurance provides me with the basically the flexibility where right. I can make a great living financially, yeah. but also have the time and the, the the flexibility to do the other things sure. that I want to do. Um, so something I'm doing now, something I'm working on now. Um, I just started with a new networking group uh, up in Newtown. Okay. Um, pretty pretty cool story that um, me and, and me and my wife Valerie were taking our pre marriage classes, um, and the instructor actually was an insurance agent. Okay. So, you know, I got to know her and, and she happened to be getting a job in New York and was, you know, moving away. So she said, hey, look, I have this networking group. Uh, it's a great referral source and everything and, and I, they, they're going to need an insurance guy now. Yeah. You know, how would you like to, to come up and meet? And I met with them and it turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so That's now I'm going to be going next week and I'm going to be their dedicated insurance guy. This is a group... With realtors, with mortgage people, with all, all fine, all everybody across the across the entire spectrum, and, um, and yeah, and I'll be the dedicated guy. And apparently, from what she had told me, that um, they provide good, top quality um, leads and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. real nice, real something good, you know. That from a marriage class that I didn't even want to go to. <laughs> you, know, like, you can't beat it, you know? right? So, right. <laughs> so yeah. Well, our episode uh, 120 titled Networking, uh, we talked a lot about that. And, uh, you, you know, one of the things that we mentioned is you never know who people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that six, the whole six degrees, you know, of separation. Or, but there's the times that you, you don't want to do something, as you mentioned, uh, that for whatever reason, bigger things come out of that that you still go through, right? Yeah. Um, you know, some of the best workouts you'll have is the ones where you wake up, you don't want to go, you know, go to the gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, this past Saturday, uh, my family here caught the bug. It was like this 24-hour bug. Uh, it started, I guess, Thursday night with uh, Thursday with my son, my wife. Mm-hmm. That led into Friday. You know, she called out. I mean, I mean, we're all on an hour and a half 
you know, sleep because my son is, um, you know, just vomiting all over <laughs> me and himself. So I'm up trying to take care of him because my wife's sick. She's trying to take care of herself. And we're both just kind of going back and forth. And um, so obviously, naturally, I caught it. So it was going from that, you know, that Friday all day leading into Thursday morning. Well, or I'm sorry, Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, I had this event um, to basically promote and be a vendor um, at a craft show for the the Bless line. And I, I'll be honest with you, I did not want to go. I should say physically, I did not <laughs> want to go. I was just not there. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is brutal. Uh, but anyway, I'm like, I know I got to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to suck it up. And it is what it is. Man, I drug myself there. I parked in the wrong parking lot. My brother <laughs> couldn't meet me for like another hour. So, but by the time he had to be there, or he could get there, um, I had my whole setup had to be be done mm. because then we had a time you know constraint that you had to meet. And uh, so I'm like, wow, I really got to pull this off. Like literally by myself, carrying these boxes, these bins from one corner of the wrong parking lot. Because by the time I went to the right parking lot, it was full. Oh. Um, <laughs> so then I pulled back around and just park where I was because otherwise I wasn't going to get any kind of parking because you just saw droves of people. This is a pretty big event. Um, there was like a hundred. I mean, it was, it was sizable. There's a hundred vendors for a, for an indoor event. That's pretty good. Oh wow. Um, so well, Gabe knows from the events that we've gone sure. to where there's a whole two vendors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we and we were one of the two. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I set this whole thing up. You know, all of a sudden I was getting better. Like just me by myself, it was like me working through. I'm like, no, good. I'm glad I got to go here. Um, I, I'm I'm glad I you know I made the trip. I'm glad I got over that mental you know blockage. Um, I'm here. I'm my, my whole mentality is I'm here. I might as well make the best of it, right? Yeah, so I'm like, you know, turn on the smile, turn on the positive energy. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like hyping myself up. So boom, there goes a day. My brother comes in, and I'm already set up. I'm sitting down. I already even walked around to see all the other vendors or whatever. And I will tell you, one of the best decisions I made was to still get up and still go through it, even though I didn't want to. Man, I handed out my business card so many times that I went into my backup stash um, that I forgot I brought, that <laughs> I forgot I packed and thankfully did, um, and made connections, got other business cards, got other people who were wanting to invite me to their, uh, you know, their shows and all this other stuff. And I'll tell you, and sales were great. So I'm like imagine if I didn't go just because I didn't feel like it. Yeah, physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, like I said, oh, I had a virus. It would have oh, been easy. It would have been, been easy. so easy. I could have just been laying around watching, playing video games, whatever, with my son because that's whatever that's whatever he wanted to do. Uh, but instead, I left the family because I had to and because I wanted to because, you know, the dream and the vision is much bigger than a bug. Absolutely. Right? And I always think about that. I always think about what's stopping you are you going to let this bug stop you, right? This little virus stop you from, you know, attaining uh, your goal. That was one thing I heard a long time ago, you know, mm. 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago, where it was like we had – I was in a recruiting business. And one of the, the mental tricks that we play with ourselves is we tell ourselves this person doesn't want to know about your business. This person doesn't want to know about what you have to say. They don't care that you're an expert. Um, you're – uh, soliciting them, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> that's something that's just it plays in your. No one even said that's what you're doing, but in your mind, mm -hmm. it for some reason it's just flying back and forth. And one of the tricks 
they 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 gave us was one that I literally still use to this day, and it's are you really going to allow that person? Because that's the person that's stopping you, right? Because hmm. uh, you're scared of them. You're scared of what they're going to say. You're scared that fear. You're really going to let that person stop you from attaining your goals and dreams. If is it that simple? Because then you really don't want it. Mm-hmm. And that little trick that I use, I mean, I we had not we did great in that business. Um, we 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 moved on for you know bigger reasons, but it was that thing that still to this day sticks with me. And I, I just mentioned it naturally, and I haven't said that story in a while. But that's what it was. It was like you're gonna let that bug stop you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, forget this. I'm going, <laughs> you know, and just go. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if anyone can use that. But I know that was one of the, like you know one of the things that I, I use literally every single day. Um, all right, cool. So I, I we we did mention um, you know the Facebook groups that you're involved in and and you know you wanting to create value. Can you just mention a few that you're involved in and and you know what keeps you motivated to keep them going? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the one is the small. I have a group for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, how, why I keep it going? Why I? What keeps me motivated is I've seen the results. Yeah. Um, and these groups, they're great because you could kind of. It's almost like you're, you're almost like the mayor of your own little town, kind of. You yeah. run, you kind of run the show. Yeah. You know. Um, and 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 I see the value from it. Not only. You know, as an insurance agent from direct business that I've gotten from the group, sure. But just from the positive influence I've had, you yeah. know, I, every day I hear from this guy, from this guy, from oh, you know, I you're that guy who does that group, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. How'd you hear about me? Oh, my my cousin's this cousin's that, nice. Whatever uh, does it, and he's always posting real good stuff. And they said, give me a call. Mind you, the person who referred me didn't has never even called me, but they, they're, they're referring <laughs> me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, yeah. you can see that. You know, you're maybe not get direct business right away from from having a group like that, but um, with time, with patience, it's, it starts to snowball. Because yeah. I can guarantee that person who hasn't called me, they're gonna call me eventually. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, and then the other group we have is the one for is the is the for the Latino community. Um, I felt I, I just kind of noticed it. I said, you know, I was just kind of looking through Facebook one day, noticing I was looking for a Latino group in the area. Yeah, and there wasn't one. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm going to make one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I did. And, and and it's turned out to be a big hit. And, and people get getting use out of it. And when I'm at Ma- Sunday Mass, I have some person, random person I even know, say, oh, I, you know, I really appreciate it. You posted this, uh, a job fair or something. I ended up going. I got a yeah. job. Or, oh, nice. You know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to do is, is be, you know, be a, a value to the community. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it allows you to kind of be the mayor of your own little kingdom. And, yeah. Um, and you know it kind of helps you control and keep out the nonsense a little bit and right. keep it and make it for you know because you're we're all in other groups right where you can't control as much and you could kind of see the nonsense the nonsense that's on there so right. kind of running your own you, you make it exactly how you want it and there's just so much value there so you know yeah. I, if anybody especially if you own a business if you're in any type of sales or anything like that consider doing it i've seen yeah. other insurance agents do it i've seen other sales professionals do it um you know create a group it doesn't have to be anything related to what you do create yeah. if you if you love dogs create a, a dog lovers group and yeah. you know something just figure something out and, and you you'll with patience and time you'll see you'll get a lot of positive results out of it yeah i think i think the 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 power um is magnified because you know 
We all know you mentioned it, and in, in and I'll just put it in you know layman's terms here, but it's word of mouth. It's it. Everyone knows just in conversation. So, um, you know how the, we go back to you know you are who you hang out with. Okay, so word of mouth says, well, he's wearing you know this you know particular brand hat. Do you not notice within like a month or two months, all of us will end up be wearing, you know, whether he gave it to me as a gift and I'm like, oh, this was pretty cool. And then Gabe's like, oh, well, them two are wearing it. Maybe I should look into mm-hmm. it. And it literally goes like that. That's a form of, you know, word of mouth. Well, that now has become what, that's where Facebook comes in. People wonder why, you know, Facebook ads and all this other stuff, why they're so effective. And these groups, why they're so effective is because it's just a virtual reality version of the word of mouth sure. conversations uh, that we have and still have mm-hmm. um, at the dinner tables or, you know, at parties or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, social event that we're at. Um but it's almost like instantaneous. That's what the wild part about you know Facebook and you know social media um, is because I could be at work and someone shared something, and um, I could come home and just go through my timeline and I didn't miss that conversation, right? So where I can be basically everywhere and in everyone's conversation, but not physically being there. Mm-hmm. But previously. You have to be part of that group or yeah. part of that conversation to even get that. Absolutely, um, it is such a power. I don't even know if people understand how mm-hmm. powerful that alone is. Well, going back to what we were saying about um, the misconceptions of you know, oh, insurance agents are like used car salesmen. Why those groups are so powerful and just Facebook, social media in general is the trust it builds. Sure, like you're friends with me on Facebook. You're friends. You see that. The, I don't. You know, I, I you know get a couple insurance posts here and there, but yeah. a lot of the time it's about stuff I want to talk about, yeah. especially in the groups. Um, and you build a trust. So at, at a certain point, maybe maybe a year down the road, they're like, you know what? When they're maybe shopping their insurance, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him. I like what he posts. I like this stuff. He mm. seems like a real guy. Yeah, you know, He's got a beautiful daughter. You know, And yeah. I've seen what he, how he is as a real person. So yeah. you're, he's no longer Joel the insurance agent who's just trying to sell me a policy. He's Joel the human yeah. sure. who happens to sell insurance. Yes. You know, and, that, yeah, and, and that's what social media does. It, it builds that trust. Absolutely. And it's been great. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. The, the, the power of social media. And, and like I said, it's your brand. So what you're putting out there, and you mentioned it too earlier saying, if you like dogs, have a dog lover group. It doesn't matter, uh, as we always mention, success principles are the same across the board, uh, no matter what industry you're involved in. Um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Is an old quote that we learned, right? So if you're just if you know if your car is always dirty and sloppy, I'm not saying everything else is dirty and sloppy, but something in your life is also dirty. It could be your thought process, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, how you treat others, you don't, you might not even see it, you might not even realize it. But again, going back to that's your brand. So if people see that you're part of this dog lover group and you are the mayor of this group and you are a total, um, you know, J.O., then people are like, man, this guy, this guy's off his rocker and took this whole power thing, as we mentioned on this Forbes uh, article, to a whole other level. It's how you're going to use and abuse that is up to your discretion but just realize that's your brand and so now we sit back and we think now this guy's pitching me insurance do you all remember how he was on that puppy lover group imagine what he's going to do <laughs> sure, to my insurance policy right 
So you're right. It's absolutely it it's, it goes across the board. So how you are with your family, how you are with you know the things that you post and the groups that you're in control of, people are gonna say, all right, this guy's a good guy across the board, right? So he has a little family thing going on. He has a successful business. Um, he runs all these other you know uh, you know Facebook groups. He's an activist for this. This is fantastic. Yeah, I want to get an insurance policy off this guy. I trust him. Absolutely. His brand exactly. built that mm-hmm. right. Um, but if you're just a nut job posting that you just pray, what's sure. that that you know that gem game that people play and it keeps popping up that they won or something? They got yeah, they, they keep sharing. I forget the name. There's a there's, there's a, a few of them. Of, there's a bunch. Yeah. Of them. When Facebook first hit, it was like you know like maybe four or five years ago. That was like this huge thing. They like kept Candy Crush or something. Yeah, Candy, Candy Crush. Crush there you go. It was like one of those weird games that it kept popping up like on your news feed. It's like. Yeah, I, I really don't want to buy a policy off this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like it's like this guy's just playing games all day. Um, but absolutely, so uh, that that's hilarious. But yeah, the power <laughs> of uh, social media is wild. Um, all right, so 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 last question. You know, we we we're, we we like to sum things up with the family thing. Um, most of us here are dads. Most of us here, are, you know, obviously relationships and all that. But for you, this is my one of my favorite questions. I like to ask our guests. How do you handle work home balance with the family? That's always the that's always at the basis of everything I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the same case for most of you guys. Sure. Part of the reason I like like I said previously got into the industry where um, being in insurance uh, provides me the luxury to have that that flexibility with my time. Um, so it allows me to if, if if my daughter has a field trip or anything like that, I can go I can always I could always be there for everything she has going on. Yeah. Um, everything I'm doing in the nonprofit um, space, I try to have her involved. If I'm doing a fundraiser that day, she's with me. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I want her there because you know she's only going to be six for for so long. She's sure. only going to be a little kid for so long. And, sure. And, and you have you have kids. You you know how fast they grow. Definitely. Um, so it's always important of just um, the time that I do have her when I the rare times I have nothing going on. You know I try to spend with her and my wife. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, it's always finding that balance. Always making sure you prioritize spending time with her. Yeah. Spending time with your family. It's important. You need yeah. it. Sometimes you just, no, nothing business related. You just need to diffuse. Even if it's something as simple as just laying in bed watching Netflix, that's some of the best time you spend. You know? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's what it is. You know, just uh, always making it a priority. Always making it a priority. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Cool. So, uh, so there you have it, folks. Joel Baracol. Um, Real quick, can you uh, can you give us uh, you know our audience um, if they want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, yeah, you can always call me um, at my uh, my office uh, 215-781-8100, extension four. I'm always there at normal office hours. Um, I think the easiest way to find me is on social media. I'm I'm, I'm on all social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all my handles are the same, just my first and last name, Joel Baracol. So look me up. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. As usual, Joel, thank you again. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, we like to end our episode with quotes, and the first one is by Anita Roddick. If you think you're too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito. <laughs> and the second one, Jane Fonda. Instead of drifting along like a leaf in a river, understand who you are and how you come across to people and what kind of impact you have on the people around you and the community around you and the world so that when you go out, you can feel you have made a positive difference. All right. So there you have it, folks. Impact. (laughs) 
In this episode, we had special guest Joel Barracol. The crew talked about influence and impacting others. We talk about hurricane relief, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, entrepreneurship, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes by Anita Roddick and Jane Fonda. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.